Now, grab your Bibles, if you will. And, um, hey, I, I want to just warn you about something upcoming. Uh, these. Um, you know, everything's breaking down, and uh, including my eyesight. So, uh, you know, I, I used to just use these every now and then, but I might have to be using them a whole lot. So, I, I don't know you don't care, but I hope it doesn't distract you. All right, I could probably read this without my glasses, but I'm not telling you, I'm not sure which words um, would come out, so um, I'll use them. Let's, um, let's start at verse 20, 1 Kings 4, uh, verse 20, and I'm going to read, um, it's five paragraphs, but it's only 15 verses. I'm going to read you through um, the end of the chapter, so you follow in your copies as I read. Judah and Israel were as numerous as the sand by the sea in multitude, eating and drinking and rejoicing. So Solomon reigned over all kingdoms from the river to the land of the Philistines as far as the border of Egypt. They brought tribute and served Solomon all the days of his life. Now Solomon's provision for one day was 30 cores of fine flour, 60 cores of meal, 10 fatted oxen, 20 oxen from the pastures, and 100 sheep besides deer, gazelles, roebucks, and fatted fatted fowl. For he had dominion over all the region of this side of the river, from Tifsah even to Gaza, namely over all the kings on this side of the river, and he had peace on every side all around him. And Judah and Israel dwelt safely, each man under his vine and his fig tree, from Dan as far as Beersheba all the days of Solomon. Solomon had 40,000 stalls of horses for his chariots and 12,000 horsemen. And these governors, each man in his month, provided food for King Solomon and for all who came to King Solomon's table. There was no lack in their supply. They also brought barley and straw to the proper place for the horses and steeds, each man according to his charge. God gave Solomon wisdom and exceedingly great understanding and largeness of heart like the sand on the seashore. Thus Solomon's wisdom excelled the wisdom of all the men of the east and all of the wisdom of Egypt. For he was wiser than all men, than Ethan the Ezrahite, than Heman, Calcol, and Darda, the sons of Mahal. And his fame was in all the surrounding nations. He spoke 3,000 proverbs, and his songs were 1,005. Also he spoke of trees from the cedar tree of Lebanon, even to the hyssop that springs out of the wall. He spoke of animals, of birds, of creeping things, and of fish. And men of all nations, from all the kings of the earth who had heard of his wisdom, came to hear the wisdom of Solomon. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God, it endures forever. <clears throat> now, guys, uh, some of you may recall, maybe, maybe none of you recall, but uh, that's okay, that uh, the last Sunday morning that we had uh, communion was in March. Uh, we had communion in April around uh, Monday, Thursday. But uh, two months ago, this was my text. This was the same. I, I used this text two months ago when we had the Lord's Supper on a Sunday morning. First uh, Kings 4, 20 through 34. Now, I, I promise you that this is not the same sermon. But there were, there were a couple of things in this text that I, I didn't have time to point out uh, two months ago. That I, that I want to point out now, 
because first of all, guys, I think it shows you the richness and the genius behind this book. Um, the genius behind this book, of course, is God the Holy Spirit. But so many things fall into place that maybe we, we don't uh, see from time to time. But the other thing that I'm hoping is that, that my comments about this passage will, will help us prepare for this sacrament, for our participation in this sacrament. So, so um, let me go back to this text and just lift out a couple of other quick things and then we'll, we'll get to the sacrament. Now, very briefly and very quickly, I want to remind you of just a couple of the things that I said two months ago. I pointed you, first of all, to the large population, uh, as numerous as the sand is of the sea. I, I pointed out the, the prosperity, this uh, unparalleled prosperity that's being described here. Uh, everything on the table and for the, the horses and, and, and all of that. I, I, I mentioned the, um, the enemies had been subdued and that Israel and Judah uh, lived in safety. And then down in verse 34, I mentioned that all, all, all the kings from all the earth uh, came to hear about Solomon. Now, all four of those things have overtones of promises that were made to Abraham back in the book of Genesis. When God started this whole covenantal line with Abraham, he made him promises. And and those promises, at least in those four instances, are at least somewhat fulfilled under or during the reign of Solomon. Now, guys, um, this whole scene that's being described here in, in 1 Kings 4, um, it, it implies or it seems to suggest that the, um, that the entire reign of Solomon was just one big party. It wasn't. But when Israel was at her best, the good times, oh, the good times they were a-rolling. Um, I, I want you to see this, um, verse 24. Um, it's also mentioned in, uh, in verse 21. For he had dominion over all the regions on this side of the river. Do you know what river that is? That's not the Jordan River. Which is the, the current day eastern border of Israel. That's not that river. That river is the Euphrates how do you know that? Well, it's in my margin right over here. But, but, but another thing, um, the, the, the city that's mentioned, Tifsah, that city is on the, the, the banks of the Euphrates. Now, guys, <clears throat> do you know how far east the Euphrates is from the Jordan? If you go to Israel today, you'll see the River Jordan, and it's the, it's the east border of Israel, separates Israel and Jordan, but the Euphrates is hundreds of miles over into Iraq, way over there, and, and what you're seeing is that, that Solomon's dominion was enormous, <clears throat> and what Solomon had done, had in, he had incorporated Gentile lands into the kingdom of Israel. Now, guys, not only that, 
But on the table, on this table that's being described here, there are some Gentile foods that are mentioned. Now there are some there are some um, sacrificial items, some some clean foods for Israel. There's oxen and 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 uh, calves and all that mentioned. But there is also, did you see deer and roebuck and fatted fowl? Ladies and gentlemen, Israel was allowed to eat those animals, but Israel was not allowed to use those animals in their sacrifices. So in that sense, those animals or those meats, those, that food was unclean for Israel. They were Gentile foods. Now, gang, this, this period of prosperity is, some, is relatively new for Israel. Um, do you remember the period of the judges when all of the surrounding nations around Israel were always invading and marauding and, and stealing and, 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 in essence, choking Israel to the point that this land of plenty became a land of want? And then David comes. David comes defeats all of those surrounding countries and um, Israel's enemies are subdued. And now under David's son Solomon, Israel has entered into her golden age. So much so that an invitation is extended to the queen of the south That's in chapter 10 of this book. The queen of Sheba. And the queen of Sheba comes up and observes everything that's going on on that table and and Solomon's wisdom. Now, gang, think. You've got Gentile land with Gentile food and a Gentile guest. In that sense... Solomon is being an evangelist. And his evangelism centers upon the table. Do you remember the story of when the Queen of Sheba came? And she saw everything that Solomon ate and listed for you right there in this text. She saw all of his servants and she saw all of his his, um, uh, wisdom, etc., etc. And in that story... The queen of Sheba is, in essence, converted. A Gentile seated at Israel's table with Gentile food and Gentile lands. (laughs) Now, guys, that, that may not mean much to you, but That was always God's intent. It was always God's intent that he be worshipped by the entire world. Not just confined to Israel. That that the nations would be brought into submission to to Yahweh. But it would not be Solomon that would ultimately bring that to pass. Very frankly, uh, Solomon ended his life as a dirty old man. He was chasing foreign women. The one who would ultimately bring all of this to pass 
would be the one that the New Testament calls Solomon's greater son or the one greater than Solomon. The one who would bring Gentile lands and Gentile food and Gentile converts all to participate in the life of the kingdom would be the one that the New Testament calls the one who was greater than Solomon. Guys, um, it is Jesus Christ who invites Gentiles to take their rightful place in the kingdom and at his table and feast on all that is offered on his table. Now what is it that's offered on his table? Do you know what's being offered here, ladies and gentlemen? It's not a deer, it's not a roebuck, it's not a fatted, cat, a fatted fowl. Do you know what's being offered here? It's a sacrifice for sin. Now guys, you know, life is complex, is it not? I mean, it, it, it just gets downright wearisome at times, does it not? But you know what, my friend? Our biggest need is not for more money, for better health, for a sweeter marriage, or for more family peace. Our biggest need is for a remedy of, for sin. And that remedy is being pictured on this table. And the one who is greater than Solomon turns to a Gentile world and invites them to come partake of all that is offered on his table. This is a sacrament that points us to the one who is greater than Solomon. It it points us to to heaven's lamb, to heaven's bread, to heaven's food, to heaven's remedy for sin. This sacrament, it points us to a cross on which hangs the payment for our sin. So my Gentile friend, Come to this table, the table of the one who is greater than Solomon, and feast here on that which is the very provision that we need most, a provision for our sin. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I I do thank you for all of the kindness that you've shown us um, in so many ways. We are uh, we are a blessed people. We have material abundance beyond expectation and imagination. And yet, O God, there is still a vacuum inside of us. There is still an ache. 
one that is brought on by our sin and other people's sin. The real issue in our marriage is our sin. The real issue in our family is our sin. The real issue in the world is sin. The real issue everlastingly is sin. And so now we come to celebrate the God-ordained, God-provided remedy for sin. Would you meet us here, Father? drink deeply and to eat heartily of Christ's flesh and drinking his blood, being reminded that there is forgiveness in in none other. There is only one mediator between God and man, and that is the one who is greater than Solomon, Christ Jesus the Lord. We pray, of course, in his name. Amen. Guys, uh, here at Grace Devan, um, what, we, what we do with this sacrament, we don't care whether you're a member of Grace Devan. We, we want you to participate under this um, provision. That is, if you're trusting in Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone, you are welcome here. Um, but if you're not, if you have not yet sorted this out and you're still kind of wondering where you stand over all this, stay away. Let's have lunch this week. Let's, let's sort it out some more. Let's see if we can um, make more clear the gospel of Jesus Christ. But if Christ is yours, whether you're a member here or not, you're welcome here. So come, come be with us and um, celebrate this cornerstone of the Christian faith, the sacrifice of Christ for sin. I think you know the story. Um, it was on the last night of his life, of course. It's um, mentioned in three or four times in the New Testament, but Jesus was observing the Passover, but in the midst of that Passover, he, he redefines it, and he gives it to us in a different form, and he takes bread, and he breaks it, and he, and he looks at the, the room and says, this is my body, broken for you. Now do this in remembrance of me.